To the past, where we are talking about Ahsoka, the show, episode number five, called Shadow Warrior. You're listening to this in the year 2079. Well, we may have almost died and went back in time and relived this recording this episode. So maybe this really is us from the future, but we're reliving the past because this episode sent us to the future where we immediately died and were sent back to the past. Anakin Skywalker showed up, took us back to the past, and we're like, we're recording the Ahsoka episodes. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Shadow Warrior, the episode that shook fandom to its core. So with the title, smart people uh, were talking about how it's like the Kurosawa movie Kagemusha, which means Shadow Warrior, that like Lucas produced. And it's like, oh, it's cool. But what's really cool is there was another Clone Wars episode called Shadow Warrior. And it was one of the Jar Jar ones. It's all connected. <laughs> but it does seem like there's clues because the the fortune cookie thing from that episode was who a person truly is cannot be seen with the eye. Ooh, oh, there might be some clues there. Well, and there was a thing online, which I think is like a, a Wikipedia thing, that the Shadow Warrior is one who can be aware of and master the unseen parts of life. So it's kind of like the fortune cookie thing. Who has the ability to be calmly aware of thoughts, feelings, verbal, and body language cues, small details that can easily go unnoticed and yet have a huge impact on the outcome of a situation. This episode is just doing some deep stuff, some just some crazy stuff. I'm glad. Okay, so folks in the future listening to this, we're recording this two days after the episode came out. Which we talked about, like we were like the week before we were like you had heard kind of had a feeling that five was gonna be a doozy. And we were like, well, we'll just see how it goes, because we've been doing these in groups of two. It kind of made sense. We're like, we'll see how five goes. Maybe we'll want to do an episode just about five by itself if it's really a doozy. And I'm glad we didn't do it on Tuesday night because I couldn't even talk after Tuesday. I was just like, that was great. I don't even know what to say. It wasn't until like hours later where you and I started texting. And all of a sudden, it was just like, oh, my God, he's the chosen one. 
Oh my God. It's the balance of the force. Oh my God. And I'm like, all the thoughts all started coming hours later, but in, in the immediate aftermath of watching this for the first time, I was just, what? What? well, I definitely thought I was losing my mind because unknown to me, my, my phone was dying. So I was getting like, I think, uh, you, we were talking about Jason Sandula and you texted me that Jason is the secret star of the show, but I got that text from you like five times. <laughs> <laughs> and, and at first I was like, man, Jason's really into Jason Sandula this week. And then I was like, maybe I'm losing my mind. Cause why do I just keep getting the same text over and over again? But yeah, that episode was so insane. It broke my phone. It did. That's what I think happened. Your phone just exploded. It couldn't handle it. Yeah, It was, I had it sitting too close to the TV and my phone could hear lightsabers and it just freaked out. What an episode. I mean, honestly, like, is this like, will people be talking about this episode years from now as like one of the greatest moments of Star Wars TV? Maybe. I mean, I don't, it, it's like the Filoni prequel speech from that like Mandalorian roundtable from years back as a TV show. Well, and it's one of those things where it's just awesome on a surface level because it's just a bunch of crazy stuff and it's Hayden Christensen back. And it's just things that you never thought you'd see, but always wanted to see. But then it also has like things that are happening that are obvious. It has things that are happening that are ambiguous that you can just go crazy trying to fill in the blanks in your mind. And it also just pumps you up for the rest of the season. Like it's kind of the first half of the season was building up to this. And now the show is just literally going at light speed in the mouth of a whale. Like, I can't I can't wait. The show started crazy and it's now crazy in a different way. But I, I don't know. I I think this episode is just like just Star Wars perfection in my opinion. It's weird, it's deep, it's exciting, it's a little goofy at times. But yeah, but before we start getting into the deep stuff, because there's a lot of deep stuff, let's talk about some of let's talk about everything else that doesn't involve Anakin and Ahsoka, because there's a lot of stuff that if we, because if, yeah, if we start talking about the deep stuff, we're going to be doing that for the whole rest of the thing here. I really like that planet they've been on, and it didn't really dawn on me till this week too, like how much of this Ahsoka show has been been on that planet with the red trees. I want to go to the that planet and walk around in the red trees in the forest. Like when this episode starts and it's just kind of like flying through the forest, I was like, I like it here. <laughs> I'm kind of glad we keep coming back to this planet. What I want to talk about, too, like I texted you five times, Jason Sandula. He was great when he first showed up, but I really do mean it that I think he is like the secret weapon of this show. The moment in this episode when he's hearing the lightsabers in the the waves of the water, and then he gets Hera to hear it by quieting her mind and it's the great thing that they're doing in the this whole show with like the sabine story too that like hera is not a jedi her father was not a jedi you know he does hera does not have like the abilities that jason does but if hera quiets her mind she can hear the lightsabers in the waves everyone can tap into the force well and it's also that it's not just anyone making lightsaber sounds in the waves too. It's 
the chosen one, Anakin Skywalker, who's now one with the force doing things that no one else has done too, of like making sure that everybody can hear it. If they listen, you know, it's cool stuff. Yeah. I was so happy that they're just like, screw it. Jason's just a goofy little kid. Cause he's a goofy little kid. And I like seeing goofy little kids in star Wars. I kind of miss that. We, we really only had one star Wars movie with a goofy little kid in it. And it's just, so much fun to have him back and with his little Kanan outfit and hanging out with Chopper and just, you know, we were joking earlier of like, we're probably going to be getting Jason Sindula stories for the next 30 years. We're going to be in a nursing home watching the adventures of grown up Jason Sindula. So might as well get used to it. Andy pretty much saved Ahsoka Tano in this episode by knowing that she was out there somewhere by stretching out with his feelings, quieting his mind and pretty much saved her in here. And so, and the, yeah, the moment with him and Hugh Yang was so cool where he was like, you know, is there a training room? Will you, can I, you train me? No. And will you teach me to build a lightsaber? No, just so, so cute. So well done. Also, I think we got to talk about the issue tib on the bridge. Hold up. Blinking ishy tib. Yeah, thank you. Because I was like trying to remember everything that wasn't the Anakin Ahsoka stuff. But yeah, that was, you know, towards the end of the episode. But yeah, just when you're like overwhelmed with Star Wars-ness, it's like, oh, there's an ishy tib guy. And kind of like with the uh, Grand Senator when they they had to end the the scene with with him with like a close-up of his hologram face (laughs) with this. Yeah, they had to end the little scene with the uh, New Republic people with literally super full screen HD 4K Ishi Tib face with eyes blinking and looking around. And yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful moment. It's like the only thing that after everything, yeah, like we see in this episode that could still shock me was the blinking ishy tip where the whales I'm like, wow, this is great. This is kind of beautiful. But the blinking ishy tip, I was like, whoa. Yeah. It's an ishy tip blinking because he's watching whales in space. <laughs> star and wars. Somehow the star and the wars are become one word and it's all happening at once. This is this is why this is what we live for. And we're going to be talking about Anakin and Ahsoka and the, all the Clone Wars stuff that goes on. But let's talk about some of the little things we see in the Clone Wars stuff. The first one, first thing we see that gives us a clue and that we've gone back to the Clone Wars. And I was ner- I immediately thought of you. And this might be what actually broke your phone. Attack of the Clones, Phase 1, Clone Troopers running out. Yeah, yeah. It was nice to see them again. It was It was pretty cool to see live-action versions. But I was laughing because I kept thinking that it was like these were the in Attack of the Clones. We always wonder we see the like Daniel Logan kid clones and we see the like full grown Tamar Morrison clones. But there's like the in-between clones that are just like eating a hearty lunch. And I feel like these were the the husky hearty lunch clone guys out on their first mission. It was really cool. Uh, I'm a sucker. Yeah. For any any time we get to see the phase one clone troopers again just running out of the fog. And it's like just starting off too with like everyone's favorite 10 seconds in attack of the clones when the separatist ship crashes and you just see 
those clone troopers running through the dust shooting their lasers. Those clones, they had to yeah, stop eating lunch. Come on, brothers. <laughs> we got a lot of casualties. We need we need every clone we can get. Yeah, put those spoons down. Pick up your guns. Oh, my God. And uh, the, the big, like, the tank walker things. What are those called? ATTEs. Oh, so cool. Well, what's neat is the smart people on the internet, a lot of people were talking about how the flashbacks, you know, like the, the second part is like the Ryloth episodes, but it seems like this first beginning part is actually flashing back to the Clone Wars movie. And before they do the part where they, they walk the ATTEs up the side of the cliff. Um, Cause I saw someone saying how like the background is purple, kind of pinkish purple, which is what color the fog is in the Clone Wars movie. And there was all the ATTEs in the fog in this part. And there's even a couple, like you can see some trees in the fog and they kind of look like the trees at that part of the clone Wars. So it's like, Oh my God, we're getting, we're not just getting live action clone Wars. We're getting live action clone Wars, the movie. When doesn't Anakin say something like this is one of our first missions together or something. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So that's like, yeah, they're flashing back to clone Wars, the movie. Just rubbing it in my face. <laughs> you said you didn't like it. It was different. It was, hey, I appreciate it now. At the time, it freaked me out, made me scared. Now, I appreciate it. And, like, we've come full circle. We've come full circle with the Clone Wars movie. I, lo- I like, you know, I have a good time with it now. That's all I'm saying. And just the Clone Wars flashbacks in general, just so crazy. Like, I think. This is something fans have talked about forever. Like, I wonder if we'd ever see Clone Wars in live action. And now we have. I mean, how many times in the past, like, just two years have we said that of, like, I wonder if we'll ever see blank. And now we have. It was awesome. And I'm so happy with how they did it. I like the, like, foggy, impressionistic, like, is is it real? Is it something out of a dream? And just... You know, we keep seeing now with the lightsabers being able to light stuff up, like how that's pretty cool. But seeing like the lightsabers lighting up fog around them and just it really looked cool. It had a cool look and it kind of, yeah, is reminiscent of the Clone Wars movie that scene. And then Clone Wars, you know, the animated show did a bunch of like really cool episodes having fun with sandstorms and fog. I don't know. It just it just looked really cool. When it was, yeah, it's perfect stylistically because it is, like you said, it's it's not they're not time traveling. Like the world between worlds is not time travel. It's memories, it's dreams. They were reenacting their old selves, but it was their current selves going back into the past. It's not, you know, there are people like, oh, the limitations of TV and oh the volume and blah blah blah. And it's like, well, no, it's it's supposed to be kind of weird and abstract because it's, it's not, you're in the world between worlds. Well, and you're in Anakin's dreams, which so much of the Anakin story is like his dreams. His, I dreamed I freed the slaves. He had dreams of his mother dying. He had dreams of Padme dying and the dreams of Padme dying in revenge of the Sith are kind of like, globby and nebulous and smoky looking like it's almost like as much as the world between worlds is is a is a thing it's also like ahsoka went into anakin's dreams and then anakin went into ahsoka's dreams at the end to see things that she did that he wasn't a part of and 
It's like Nightmare on Elm Street or something with Darth Vader instead of Freddy Krueger. Well, and I, I feel like I feel like we're diving into the the Anakin Ahsoka stuff now, so we we might as well we might as well just go right in too, because that's the thing too that the world between worlds is a place within the Force, and you have Anakin Skywalker who was conceived by the midichlorians. He was conceived by the Force. He is of the Force, and he exists in this realm where he can manipulate the world between worlds which he does i mean he breaks the the walkway under ahsoka he yeah he is showing her what he wants to show her yeah and it's almost like he's beyond what we saw with yoda and kenobi and even qui-gon in in the kenobi show where it's like he doesn't necessarily just need to show up as a ghost he can bring Ahsoka into this place and yeah, kind of manipulate everything. He can be whoever he wants. They can share each other's dreams and it's a much more intense because, you know, Anakin Skywalker is intense. It's a a more intense way of them communicating with, with the living. Well, let's assume that Ahsoka possibly fell into the water and was maybe dying. She like when they found her, she was underwater. In that moment, Anakin Skywalker in the Force pulled her out and pulled her into this this other realm of existence. You texted me this, and it blew my mind afterwards that he, he has learned how to stop people from dying. He he does. I mean, in this episode, he stops Ahsoka from dying. You know, he says that he's here to teach her one last lesson. And he says, like, it's life or life and death or life or death, live or die. But it's so much more complex than that. And if you think about the fact that Anakin Skywalker, whose entire fate as Darth Vader was upon the fear of the people he loved dying from Shmi to Padme, that's what got him to where he was. And that he couldn't prevent Padme or his mother from dying. But now he can prevent Ahsoka from dying. He's not going to fail again with Ahsoka. But that's the thing. It's like he almost could. Because like that's where he's different now is he didn't save her because he didn't want her to die. He saved her. He gave her the... He reminded her that it's her choice whether she lives and dies. And it feels like he's different because he doesn't want her to die, but he knows that it's not his choice. It's her choice. So his, his lesson in their whole thing is like, you can either live or die. You can either fight or not fight, but it's up to you. It's not up to me to tell you what to do. And it's not up to me to, to force you to do what you, what I want you to do. I don't want you to die. It's not, you know, so that's like he is different than where he was before, where he's going to do whatever it takes to keep Padme alive because he wants her to stay alive, not because it's her choice. He knows she has to do it. She has to make that decision on her own. But he can save her by reminding her that it's her choice and showing her that if there's reasons she wants to give up, that there's more reasons for her not to give up. Which he had the choice 
with Palpatine. But Palpatine even said, you must choose. And he chose basically to give up at that moment and accept that this is the only way to save Padme's life is to give himself to Palpatine and the dark side. Just like Balin the week before saying to Sabine, come with me, it's the only way. You know, only a Sith deals in absolutes. And that's the great cool thing in this episode that Ahsoka has to make that choice on her own. And she chooses, like she says, to live. And through that, realizes that through the Force, there is like using mechanical means to go to this other galaxy to find Ezra and Thrawn is not the only way. That the Force will guide you and show you that there is another way. That is what Anakin didn't know in Revenge of the Sith. That is what Luke taught him. Like The Force showed him in Return of the Jedi that the Emperor could be defeated in another way that he didn't know at that time. And Well, it's also, I think, right? There's the... It's the whole thing of, you know, the real Jedi way would be what Yoda and Obi-Wan wanted Luke to do, which was don't go rescue your friends, stay and finish your training and go kill Darth Vader. But Luke chose to help his friends and ultimately help his father because he cared for them more so than kind of doing this, the smart thing. (laughs) And that's kind of seems like what we're getting with Ahsoka, where she was willing to leave Ezra, if it meant not having Thrawn come back. And I think she's learning that you got to help the people you care about. Yeah, it's like Ahsoka says to to Anakin, like, I won't fight you. And he says, then you'll die, which is like the exact same thing he said to her when they fought in Rebels. The, the exact same thing Luke said to the Emperor in Return of the Jedi, I will not fight you. But like everything with this episode, like it, it's more complex than that. Her saying, I choose to live, is it's, it's almost more, at least I took it as living without fear. When the first half of this season, Ahsoka is so fearful of, yes, we've got to go find Ezra, but I could be starting a war. And like how we said before in the previous episodes, how Balin is like the the dark mirror version of Ahsoka. Like everything Balin's doing is what Ahsoka fears she could become if things turned out differently in her life. And it reminded me of Anakin and Yoda in Revenge of the Sith where Yoda says to Anakin he has to train himself to let go of everything he fears to lose. And watching that in the movie theater in 2005, you think, oh, well, that they're talking about Padme, of course. But you think of that line in relation to this moment. You could say it's almost like Ahsoka fears to lose in general. She fears to fail, fears of what could become. And when she reemerges as Ahsoka the White, she's like baptized. She's trusting the Force. She's smiling. She's like hugging everybody. She is reborn because she's almost like let go of that fear. And that's the thing I keep kind of thinking about with this episode. Once she lets go of the fear, she lets the Force guide her. And when she says that to Anakin, 
an amazing performance by Hayden Christensen brings him out of his Vader state, which I love that this other world version of Anakin Skywalker keeps glitching over into Vader because it's just part of who he is, but he can control it now. But when she says, I choose to live, he's got that charming Hayden Christensen smile and he says, there's hope for you. Yeah. Not to change it a little bit, but I did almost with the flashes of Vader kind of, to me felt more like, like that was Ahsoka in her mind, like getting the two of them confused more so than, Anakin like trying to show that to her that it was almost like when she sees Anakin now she sees Vader and that kind of leads into her whole the fear thing because she like her and Obi-Wan are both kind of traumatized by the whole Anakin thing and like feel bad about it you know did they was it their fault that he ended up that way was there more that they could have done um and also then with her like is she just is she going to be a bad teacher because her teacher only taught her how to fight and ended up, you know, turning evil, right? Like she worries about that. Yeah. That's just, that's kind of how I was taking it where it was like, she's, you know, she fought Vader before and it's like, she sees Anakin and she wants to see Anakin, but she keeps, it's like in her mind, almost like she can't not think about in the suit Vader at the same time. What's well, like what Balin said to her last week, your legacy is just like your master death and destruction. And Anakin even says in this episode, you have part of me in you like he has part of his master and his master did before him, which then you think like, oh my God, Qui-Gon and Yoda and everything. And, and Dooku. And Dooku, God, yeah. And after the moment where where Ahsoka makes the choice, she's holding Anakin's red blade up to his neck. And it's so well done too, where the the red kind of reflects in Ahsoka's eyes and Almost makes her look sithy. But then she throws away the saber, you know, just like Luke did in Return of the Jedi and in The Last Jedi. And it's a very, you know, everything, like we say all the time, everything goes back to Return of the Jedi. And it's just like, no, I won't fight you. I don't know. And I was freaking out thinking, like, well, this is a post-Return of the Jedi Anakin slash Vader and part of the smile. And, you know, using the word hope, too. It's like... Yeah, that's the Jedi way. You're, you know, maybe Ahsoka in that moment reminded Anakin of his son. Yeah, and that's see, that's the thing. I think what's so cool about this episode is you can just go on tangents like, "What does this mean? Does it mean anything? Does it mean nothing? Maybe so, maybe not." But also, it's just cool to watch. And also, I think it's really smart because it's like. There was all the, you know, the grumblers like, how are you going to watch Ahsoka if you haven't watched all the Clone Wars? We expect people to watch Clone Wars and Rebels and all that. And it's like, here we got in one episode, you know, if you only watch the live action stuff, it's like, oh, okay. When she was a kid, she was with Anakin. Oh, they did these adventures in the Clone Wars. Oh, okay, cool. I understand this now. And it works on that level as well, too, of just like. A, a cool little reminder of of who these two people are and what their relationship is and kind of how that affects her going forward. And you can lose your mind <laughs> go digging deep and getting deep thoughts. And, you know, it makes you think about other things in other movies and in other shows. And it's, you know, that's, that's where that's half the fun. Yeah. And like that is the best of Star Wars. 
the more you watch it, the more layers come out of it. And that was the thing like I was saying in the beginning, like after this episode ended on Tuesday night, it was too much to process in one sitting. I was like, I don't even know. I know I loved it. I, I it was just it was so much to unpack, and I feel like this episode, Shadow Warrior, is something fans are going to be unpacking for years and years and years, and it's it's so much more than what is just on the surface. It's not just live or die, life or death. It's layered and layered and layered war, and you know you go back to like the nature of the Jedi. And have the Jedi fighting wars and they're keepers of the peace, not soldiers. And the, it was a mistake. Anakin saying, like, this is not what we should be doing. Well, uh, <laughs> we're getting back into the deep stuff. And it kind of gets into the thing of Ahsoka, too. Or like Ahsoka and Kanan or, you know, of these Jedi, new Jedi we've seen are kind of like Jedi that were trained as soldiers as kids and like that's what the jedi was to them and now they're training their own padawans and like worrying about what are they teaching them because they're you know they didn't learn about being keepers of the peace right they learned how to fight wars and i think that's some of the what ahsoka worries about and why she's been such a bad teacher to sabine is she's not really she doesn't necessarily feel like she has good things to teach her which is why the temptation with Balin came so easily for Sabine. So much good stuff. And if you don't want to get deep, it's just cool to see Hayden Christensen. He looked so awesome. He looks like, you know, we learned in the special editions that Anakin looks like Revenge of the Sith Anakin when he's a ghost. Because that's when Anakin died and became, when he became Darth Vader, Revenge of the Sith Anakin died and now he looks like him and man, it's like, do you think that was the same wig? Like they got the Revenge of the Sith wig out for him? Like <laughs> it sure looks like it, yeah. Everything looked perfect. Clone Wars version of him with the curly hair, like it looked like I don't know. It's crazy. It's like if you imagined what live action Clone Wars would look like, I feel like it that's what it looked like. He you could he could easily become that Anakin again in the, this world between worlds. He could become Clone Wars Anakin again. He could become the Revenge of the Sith Anakin again. And I, my personal thing, I I think that he could become Vader again because, like I said, it's 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 part of him. And I like when Ahsoka brings up what you became. And like death and destruction, kind of like what ba- again, what Balin was telling her, and Anakin seems almost annoyed of like I'm more than that. Is that all I am to you? You know, like I've 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 moved beyond that now, and it, it you know it's almost like people that have overcome parts of their lives that they're not proud of, and someone brings it up, and it's literally what it's like, and they're like, Are we talking about that again? You know. <laughs> Well, and everyone's too, though. It was just really cool to see Darth Vader again, but before the suit, Darth Vader. And we got to see almost like a glimpse of the future where it was Revenge of the Sith pre suit Darth Vader, but with the red lightsaber at the end of the fight. Like, it's crazy to think that we never really, we never 
saw that like in the movie he was darth vader but he still had the blue saber and just it's just a cool visual with the sith eyes and the red saber and i don't know it was just the coolest way to end them having this force spirit duel to just get that full-on evil evil anakin version of vader and yeah hayden did such a good job of just like looking scary and looking like 2005 again i think everybody in this show is just killing it i think Hera is wonderful. We we didn't get to see Sabine. And I think that's a testament to how kind of into the characters we've all gotten in the past matter of weeks where there's no Balin in this or Morgan in this episode. And we're like, oh, man, I want to know what they're doing, too. That's, yeah, even more reason to just like this as awesome as this episode was. It's just like, oh, my God, can't wait till next week and we're going to get back to everybody else too. All, all of our new friends who, who we fall in love with. Well, and we got to just see X-Wings fly around. The ghost looks amazing in live action flying around over the water. Ahsoka's ship flying around with whales. We were talking about this earlier. It was like, it felt like the longest episode in the world with all the Anakin flashback stuff. And then all of a sudden you, you pause and you look and it's like, that's only half the episode. And there's a whole nother half of the episode that is just the whales. It's like, we knew the whales were coming. We thought the whales would come back, but like just so much space whales. And it's like, I don't know. I'm happy to just have this big, bold, wacky star Wars stuff again. It's like, maybe we will get, the men do at this point like why not we got the biggest space whale you could imagine and they're just hanging out in its mouth it's like yeah and there's like shots of ahsoka on the bridge of the ship with her arm extended up to a whale and stuff with the sky behind her it's just gorgeous just absolutely gorgeous shots and if you didn't already think you were losing your mind we got to see ahsoka's head completely naked without her headband on because she was sleeping (laughs) Which is just like, why not? She's got little itty bitty tiny ears. Like whatever we have, what the focus? Yeah, just I was, when they showed that, I was just like, okay, man, they're really showing us everything in this episode, putting it all on the line. It's like, why not? Let's do it. It's got to be done. Let's do it now. Well, you know, the the thing that I really like about this show, Ahsoka, is like we 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 say it all the time with these shows it's a different flavor the the ahsoka is not the mandalorian the mandalorian is not andor andor is not obi-wan kenobi nothing is the book of boba fett (laughs) (laughs) but it's yeah it's so it's just unbelievable we have all this it's just like the world's biggest Christmas tree and you're, we're just sitting under it and presents are falling out of the tree and hitting us in the face. And we don't even know how to react. It's in it's It's all, it's all just showing that star Wars, you know, just like this episode is not just one thing. It is many things. And there's many, many different ways to tell a star Wars kind of story. You know, you can have metaphysical, deep, weird, of this episode and you can have mods on scooters in the book of Boba Fett and you you know you can have the complex human political drama of Andor and everything it's you know Star Wars is many many things and the Ahsoka show is just continuing that new tradition we have of exploring it's it's you know it makes me think the, the the dream of like 
when you know the Disney sale happened and we were like in year one of this podcast and we were like maybe they can do all kinds of different things that they couldn't do in the past with the Skywalker saga and it's like this show like they're doing it it's just um, so cool I kind of can't believe we are where we are with really anything is possible and everything is possible and we're just yeah I, I we can't even imagine what we're going to get in the future. Well, you folks listening, maybe you know, because you've seen the rest of the Ahsoka series. Maybe you've already seen Skeleton Crew and The Acolyte, and it's because it's the year 2079, and the AI artificial intelligence shows can finally stop, and shows can have real people again. So that's exciting. Maybe there's like a buddy cop show with Pyacon and one of the Purgle space whales just hanging out. That's what they had to do. We're so far in the future that James Cameron passed away and they're just doing all kinds of crazy stuff with Avatar now. So it's too painful. So, yeah. I don't know. Is there anything more that can possibly be said about Shadow Warrior? No. We just need to rest. We just need to rest up because before we know it, it's going to be Tuesday again and we got to start this all over again. On that note, everybody, guess what? Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Or whatever future listening service there are in in 2070. On your brain chip. Leave a review in the brain chip podcast streaming device. And check out our website, blastpointspodcast.com. It may still exist. You might have to go onto the uh, Internet Archive to go back in time and find it. And uh, yeah, if there's still Instagram and Twitter and Facebook in the future, we're on that too. And uh, if you're on Facebook, make sure you join the Super Chill group. That's probably still going on in the year 2079. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're still wondering when the Ahsoka episodes will come out. We probably still have the Blast Points Army on Patreon. Tons of bonus stuff on there. Huge thank you to the people still in there in the far, far, far future. We, we appreciated you all. Yeah, but that wraps up our special episode talking about shadow warrior ahsoka episode number five (sighs) yeah like you said we need to go to bed because it's gonna be tuesday and we need to be alert who know we don't even know what's gonna happen on tuesday there's gonna be hyperspace rings and whales in another galaxy balin shin sabine maybe thrawn maybe ezra maybe giant purple spooky dudes there's gonna be robots with googly eyes crunching numbers and you know sith witches maybe who knows who knows nobody knows you know because you've already seen it but (laughs) but we don't know yet so we need to go to sleep so all right everybody thank you so much for listening we'll talk to you soon bye bye may the force be with you goodbye old friend may the force be with you
Joy lasts forever. Pleasure is purely self-centered. It's all about your pleasure. It's about you. It's, about, it's a selfish, self-centered emotion that's created by a self-centered motive of greed. Joy is compassion. Joy is giving yourself to somebody else or something else. And it's a kind of thing that is, in its subtlety and lowness, much more powerful than pleasure. If you get hung up on pleasure, you're doomed. If you pursue joy, you will find everlasting happiness. So with that, I'm gone. (laughs) Bye-bye. Thank you. May the force be with you. 